0: Hi, it's Janelle.
1: This is Marissa.
0: This is Shade, and
1: you're listening to Sleepy, sleepy Pink, pink Cast. Cast. It's Sleepy and Pink and casting a spell on you. Oh, <laughs> right.
2: yes.
1: Um So we're going to have to go back to Ravens, guys. Hawks are out? What ha- happened to hawk- the Hawks? Wait, well, Ravens, what, huh? Do you
0: know why Hawks are out? Because in the next episode, apparently, um, Ichabod's going to start getting messages by Raven
2: is that we should yeah what <laughs>
0: didn't you see that? there was a picture there's pictures from the next episode oh yes yeah, it's true and there was like there a was, raven like, like, next
2: episode, I remember yeah.
0: there's like a raven brought him a note or something and I was, like, it's
1: not like a messenger pigeon or something no it's a raven no
2: it's a raven
0: why would you know Katrina has to go out in style like all game
1: <laughs> <laughs> like she has to um, deliver okay. her
0: messages in style because that's all she's doing currently Apparently.
1: So if he gets mail by Raven. Mail by Raven. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I buy that. The Hawks are out. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know you. <laughs> I was like, no. Give us a few months of freedom. <laughs> oh, that's I've like been following the weird Game of Thrones fandom dramas. Oh, like what? Like how everybody who used to write Her Winter is Coming Left. Oh yeah, I saw that.
0: Yeah. Mm. Or
1: how Tower of the Hand like denounced the or sort of denounced the book that's written by Linda.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> like, they oh, did. Yeah. They were just like, um, we've kind of, and they were very nice about it. Yeah, nicer than we would have
1: been. They were almost too like even handed about it. Yeah, they were like, she might be kind
0: of a little bit sexist and racist. Totally
1: racist. <laughs> they like, one hand, but on the other hand, like now we're balanced. Right. Like, well, yeah, sure. Okay. Anyhow, uh, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, go look at that. Tonight we are here to discuss Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. These are sleepy ravens. Do we have any? So, yeah, uh, I guess we can talk
0: about what we did at Comic-Con, right? Yeah, maybe. No? Yeah. Today, what did you guys do at (laughs) Comic-Con? So we went to Comic-Con. We went took up a bunch of panels.
2: We we did... so much. At least it feels like it. But then when you look at actually, like, we didn't really go to that many panels. But I don't know, we had a lot of fun. So the first two days, we got to basically see the panels that we wanted. But the third day, we didn't get to the Walking Dead panel or the Sailor Moon Crystal panel. Or what was the other panel we were trying to get into?
0: Uh, Mary Sue, strong female character.
2: Right. We didn't get to any of the pins that we wanted, which seemed like a bad thing. But honestly, I think it was a good thing because we got to walk the show floor. We got to walk around and take pictures. And people had really amazing costumes. Like, it made me really want to cosplay. Mm-hmm. Um, people are so talented. God, and they're so nice. And then when you think about, like, when you go out and you... Um, you know, take pictures of street performers and they make you pay. I was like, this is so great because I'm taking pictures of all these amazingly talented cosplayers for free. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so we saw a lot of Jokers and Harleys. There's a really cool Sam Wilson's Captain America cosplay. A lot of Marvel characters, actually. Yeah. Some pretty good Avatar. A lot of Korahs. Um, I don't know. It was just amazing. So many people. The press room sucked. I feel like, I don't know if San Diego
1: is yeah, like that. Yeah, the press room was whack, like a joke. We yeah. Barely- San Diego doesn't even really have press rooms. Oh, really? Yeah. Do they have outlets? <laughs> uh, you're kind of just on your own, man. They have like some round table rooms, but it's not like a press lounge. Mm. They just have like some interview space sometimes.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Ours are really bad. I mean, they didn't have outlets or anything for us to, like, charge. You know how San Diego Comic-Con, the, the center, has outlets?
1: Yeah, that I do know for, like, guests.
0: Yeah. They didn't have, like, any outlets. It, the Javits Center is the worst. It was ridiculous. I was like, how are we supposed to do our jobs as journalists if we can't charge our equipment?
2: And there's no free Wi-Fi, which sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you want a Wi-Fi, you can only get it for an hour, and on the plus time, we met some cool people. We did? Yeah, I mean, we attended, so what panels did we go to? We went to Archer, Bob's Burgers, Sleepy Hollow. Oh, we interviewed Marguerite Bennett, who's great. She, like, did half of our job for us. Like, I feel like we had really good questions, but because she answered so well mm-hmm. like elevated our questions even more she's great margaret bennett is just great oh for those of you guys who don't know <laughs> margaret bennett is the writer of the sleepy hollow comics and she's awesome she's fantastic um yeah she's just great let's see sorry i'm trying to remember off the top of my head what
0: we did at the panel so we went I was like, oh my God, we're not going (laughs) to, we thought we were, it was going to be busier, but it actually wasn't in the morning, but we got there really early just in case. Uh, I guess it might, it just wasn't that busy because Tom and Nicole weren't going to be there.
2: Oh man. That's what it seemed like. But in the end, it it was a full house. Mm -hmm, The room got filled. Even in the balconies, they had people up in the balconies, which I thought was pretty amazing. Because in fact, like, I hate to say this, even though it was like quote unquote, just Orlando, Lindy and sick. Keena, right? So mm-hmm. Jeff, right? It's mm-hmm. Even though it was just them, like they were still able to fill, you know, the entire space, um, which is the same room that they had the Walking Dead in. And the Walking Dead panel had the entire cast. So just to like, you know, give us some perspective. I was really worried that they weren't going to be able to fill the room, but they definitely were able to fill
1: it. So um, everybody from the cast who was there are people of color, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just kind of reminds me about when Nicole said about how, like, she was in London for Comic Con and it was just her and Tom wasn't there. And she had always thought, like, oh, if Tom's not there, people aren't going to come because the white mm-hmm. actors are the draw. And then she was like, nope, people showed up. Yeah. Yeah. So here it's not even the lead car- lead actors, but in their POC, people show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go fandom. Yeah. 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 I guess
0: we thought it wasn't going to be that way because. Um... It was like people were just, our fandom is kind of like, they just stroll, right? <laughs> they just stroll in late. Um, they just, like, throughout the morning, I think, people weren't, re- like, really in a frenzy. Um, yeah. Not like they were for Walking Dead panel. But all their all their cast was there, and it was, like, a huge thing. It was, like, being advertised pretty heavily, I think. So, yeah. And we were also on Sunday and not on Saturday. So if it were on Saturday, I think it would have been a different story
2: too. Yeah. I mean, we both got to ask questions. Mm-hmm.
0: We, we we kind of like, I got up actually early and sat down, like they showed the first 30 minutes of the show, the episode. And I got up during that time to sit by the mic and I got told off by the security or, you know, I got into it with the security. He was like, oh, you can't sit in, the, you can't sit near the, the mic. And I was just like, well the mic is in the aisle. He's like, Oh, it's a fire hazard if you sit there. And I was like, Well, isn't the mic a fire hazard?
1: The <laughs> lengths that we go to fight with yeah. the security guy who's <laughs> like
0: "Oh, fair." Yeah. I wanted to ask my question like right away and get it out of the way, but that oh. didn't happen. So I had to go sit back down. And then when uh when there was like question time, the moderator kept talking.
2: Yeah. It was he really frustrating. Know.
1: That's the worst. That and my other convention pet peeve, which is when it's time for questions, people go up to the mic and they're like, I love your show. Let (laughs) me talk to you about how much I love you. And like, they don't ask a question. Yeah. And the people up there are like, super awkward, right? Because it's like, you love me, but you don't really know me. Yeah. Right. We understand like, everyone in the room loves the show. Just ask your
0: question. (laughs) But... I mean, it was pretty good. It was amusing. It was a fun panel. It wasn't boring like the Game of Thrones one that we went to. Yeah, Game of
2: Thrones panel. Never again. I'm sorry. It's a waste of time. Their panels are always boring, even
0: when all the the celeb- Like, But this one wasn't an official one, right? No, it was a fan um, forum. Who organized it? I forget, but yeah, it was like I Daniel think. Portman. Natalia Tena wasn't there. She was supposed oh, to girl. be,
2: but they didn't even... They never even mentioned that she was a good. Also, can we talk about how Daniel Parkman was like really feeling himself that entire panel?
1: Yeah,
0: these girls were like throwing There's their panties TV at him on
1: Twitter. I heard he was like racist or something and creepy. Yeah, he said something he's kind about.
0: Yeah, he said some borderline stuff before. Oh, it's like he said something about Beyonce and feminism. I was just like, like you know shit about feminism. <laughs> st-
1: get out of here, man. Yeah, you're straight. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get
2: to talk about feminism. And one of – I know, Janelle, one of your friends was like that that he saw him and, like, was like, oh, hey, isn't doing your appointment? But he was, like, acting like a total diva or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, trying he to act ignored, like he didn't.
0: He ignored him and kept walking and stuff. So yeah. He looked oh. at him and then ignored him and kept walking.
2: Well,
1: I true? mean, I think he's entitled to do that. I remember seeing Peter Dinklage at San Diego Comic-Con walking around the gas lamp looking absolutely miserable Oh. Like he's had a moment by himself in like forty eight hours. Yeah, but he's Peter Dinklage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're saying that Podrick Payne isn't the most noble and loyal squire that ever. No. No, oh, well, like we saw. Him, like about his dick, and then he was all like, "Yeah, ho, 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 like shut up." So he cries into his cereal at night. I've seen
0: bigger stars walking around. Did
1: you just say he probably cries
2: into his cereal at night?
1: Yeah, like, if that's all his character is, like, it's all people associate with the character is his dick. He seemed to love it. Yeah, I was oh. going to
2: say, he didn't seem entirely bothered by that. he
0: They're like, oh, love it. I don't, honestly, I was... These girls were just, like, throwing their panties at him. I was just like, really?
2: It was kind of one of those things where just like, but he's not. Okay, let me just. It was embarrassing. To shit. he stop talking
1: shit. They were he's sweating. He's not him. very good looking. No, he's not. Yeah. Watch it him listen to this podcast and be like, oh, my God. I'm sorry, man. Same no, we'll talk I'm Shit.
0: That was so funny. Anyway, <laughs> but the Sleepy Hollow one was really good. Um, I mean, most of them were great. Well, we got to ask two questions. Shade asked. Shade you want to talk about what you Okay, asked?
2: so my question actually um, revealed quite a few things. One, apparently, I guess they don't watch each other's interviews because when I mentioned that um, Tom and um, Nicole were good singers... They were like, "Wait, what?" Wait, they were like, "No, we know that you know Nicole's like a good singer, but we didn't know that Tom could sing also, which was very interesting." Um, so Len, who is actually ridiculously handsome in person, <laughs> yes. texted Tom and who's to ask- Len? Len, Len Weiss- Wiseman. Oh, the producer.
0: Yeah, yes, he's he was there. really attractive. Um, he's married to Kate Beckinsale. Oh, oh okay. okay.
1: Is he the director of Underworld? Yeah, maybe. Huh? he played Okay, but the producer is actually good looking. Yeah, he's really Yeah, cute. right. He's like really attractive. Some he's... girl went
0: up there and was like, "Glenn, you are fine."
2: <laughs> yeah, he's really handsome. Yeah. Yeah, so two things were revealed. One, that they obviously don't watch each other's interviews because they didn't know that Tom could sing. And then when Len texted Tom, do you remember? He texted Tom and he was just like, I'm going to text Tom about this right now and asked him. And Tom was just like, there are many things you don't know about me. And so my question prompted Len to reveal that there is going to be an Ichabod discovering karaoke episode. As well as Ichabod um learning yoga, which I'm so excited to see. Um so basically my question was, which I asked I actually also asked this question of um Marguerite Bennett, and I kind of wish, even though I like that my question like revealed something from an upcoming episode, I kind of wish I asked something different, but whatever. Anywho, I was like, Oh, like you know, if Teen Apocalypse walked into a karaoke bar, um, what song with their characters sing and of course Orlando was the only one (laughs) who answered because oh no yeah and he was just like yeah um I think Irving would probably jam to staying alive I thought it was I will survive oh I will survive was it I will will survive survive? it is it was I will survive which I thought was really funny yeah I kind of I had like a freak out because it wasn't like I went up and asked a question and got an answer. It was kind of like we had a conversation, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of fangirled. Like when I rewatch the video, I, I'm doing a lot. My arms are like flailing like they <laughs> have a mind of their own. And I'm like freaking oh, out. Oh, there's a video? yes
1: can we they cut record. that into the podcast
2: oh my god yes i don't know they if you
1: can even hear it but
2: yeah
0: uh, um there's no they recorded online. the
2: panel yeah that's true they recorded the panel so but can yeah. you hear the
1: part where you asked the question or can yes. we ask it awesome yeah. when you are fine i'm gonna yeah we.
3: that's me leaving <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next question over here.
2: Hi. Yes. My name is Shade. It's nice to see you guys. Oh my God, Linda, you're so gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, my question is for the cast. If your character was to, well, backtrack. It's a shame that Tom and Nicole are here, and we mm-hmm. miss them dearly. But we know that both of them are actually really good singers. Um, so it got me thinking, if Team Apocalypse... Did you just
3: well, say good singers? singers. Yeah. yeah,
2: haven't yeah. you heard, I'm sure you've heard Nicole sing. No, oh, Nicole's amazing. Yeah, I'm surprised Nicole, Nicole,
3: I totally understand.
2: <laughs> oh, Tom can't sing? No, Nicole, I i I'm, so I'm literally,
3: I'm gonna text Tom right now, though, because I, <laughs> Oh my god. that I don't know. At all.
1: <laughs> I, I will say this, and you guys are going to be the first to hear it. We are going to do an episode where Ichabod discovers karaoke. Oh my God! Wow.
2: <laughs> yes. That was my question. Good deal. <laughs> that, was my, that was my question I was going to ask. If Team Apocalypse walked into a karaoke bar, what song would the characters sing? <laughs>
3: wow.
1: There's a chance I might break into I will survive. I'm just saying (laughs) Because at first I was afraid I was petrified. You know how this goes am I right? Thank you. It fits perfectly moving on
3: there. There are many things you don't know
1: about me (laughs) 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 Tom Myson ladies and gentlemen That's
0: amazing. It doesn't surprise me to be honest. He's probably a dancer as well. Is he? Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
1: I, 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 if he's a dancer, I need to see him drop it like it's hot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I need to see Tom Mison twerking. I need video of that. Please, if you have it, send it to me right now. Oh, that'd be so good. I've, I've, I'll save it for the episode. We will get to see them sing. Yes. Both of them. Oh,
2: well played. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> How
2: and in- but you know I kind of wish even though my question was fun I feel like because it didn't really get answered I kind of wish that I asked the the um it could be side big sidekick question.
1: question
0: yeah
2: but that's okay
1: yeah Maybe another time. If Nicole had been there, maybe. But then I'd be putting her on the spot, too.
2: Well, I kind of like the idea of asking... The producers. um, The producers. But a part of me really kind of wanted to hear what uh, Lindy had to say. Specifically Lindy. I don't know. Like, Orlando's great. But sometimes he could just be too much. And I feel like I wanted to hear more from, you know, Lindy and Sakina. But it was mostly just him...
1: Talking. kind of dominating the experience
2: yeah mm-hmm. which is something that tom usually does too but you know it it wasn't bad i think overall it was a very it was a great panel it, they're just so entertaining a lot of
1: interviews. we what you guys watch a lot of interviews i
2: mean yeah, do. mostly do you they know
1: who talks more than the other people <laughs> in the cast
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but mostly i mean nicole and tom went because they're so yeah. cute together. But there hasn't been any Nicole and Tom ones. I haven't been keeping up with the interviews. because No, having... there hasn't been any lately. There yeah. hasn't been any Nicole ones. Period.
2: Yeah. Like, it's... you'll see Tom by himself, but you won't see Nicole by herself. Which is really frustrating.
0: Yeah. Um, my question after... <laughs> after Sade asked the fun question. I was like, let me just make everyone feel terrible right now. So, I said... I really love the show, obviously, but I'm gonna ask a tough question, which I'm hesitant to ask. And then I went into how the show doesn't always portray mental illness well.
1: Whoa, you actually asked this.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, let's go next question from here.
0: Okay. Um, so I love the show, obviously. That said, this is kind of a tough question that I'm kind of hesitant to ask. But fans have noticed that Sleepy Hollow sometimes isn't the best at portraying mental illness. For example, in the latest episode, there was a patient in Terrytown Psych, the guy who said hi, who was played for laughs. Then immediately after, there was the receptionist who asked if Abby was there to admit Ichabod. And then he looked visibly upset at the implication. And then there's the running theme that because Abby, Jenny, and their mother weren't really crazy, then they didn't deserve to be treated the way they were treated. So I guess my question is, moving forward, will there be more sensitive portrayals of mental illness in the show?
1: Uh, I think that's a, that's a great question and, and very fair. And I, one of the things that uh, I think we can do with a fantasy show is try to enlighten and talk about some issues that are fairly serious within the fantasy context, and that's what we're trying to do uh, most of the time and there are a couple more episodes coming up but I, I really think we've you know we give it its due and and try to treat it with the respect that it deserves okay i was like go i was like go hard to go home <laughs> were you scared or nervous or oh shaking oh my god with
0: Yes, I was, like, shitting my pants. But
2: well, you know what? People responded. People applauded. People responded really well. I think
0: they like, were, like, kind of stunned as well. No, I'm so, telling you. They no, actually in,
1: applauded. In some fan-ins, <laughs> you'd get booed for saying anything. Yeah. Right, but they applauded.
2: It wasn't about being stunned. They actually applauded.
1: So they sent kind of a message to the producers, like, hey, we want this as an audience. Yeah, yeah and I somebody, think so. I definitely think so.
0: Somebody handed, like, gave me a high five. And uh, I heard a bunch of good questions, muttered, uttered. Shit. Nice.
2: Yeah, the Sleepy house. I was really impressed with the crowd because Mm -hmm. I was nervous listening to it. I was just like, oh, my God. Because you know how gross fandom can be?
0: I was sweating. (coughs) I was shaking. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) But the reaction was nothing but positive. It's just that, you know, you got a (laughs) non-answer. Yeah, I
0: got one of the political answers that they take it seriously. Mhm. Yeah, and I was just it was like a bullshit answer basically. Yeah, it was a bullshit answer because like that didn't have anything to do with being supernatural. Those two instances, like I can understand the Abby Lori and Jenny thing is being played like in a supernatural way and that might be really problematic, but like those two parts at the beginning with the the guy who only said hi and then Ichabod being offended that he was going to be admitted, it just seemed kind of incongruous and like really tropey like they just did it just to fit just to fill time? I don't know. I was kind of disappointed. After he answered it, I was kind of like, mm, yeah, <laughs> okay. And I kind of went... It was Len who answered, right? I no, think it, was it wasn't Len. It was Mark Goffman. It wasn't? Oh, okay. It was Mark Goffman.
2: Is Mark Goffman the one who's obsessed with Katrina? That's what people thought. I don't know. Oh, okay.
0: So, it was, yeah, I was, I was. I, even after I sat down, I was still
1: shaking. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I it does make a difference, right? The portrayal of, of mental illness in the media. I remember meeting this professor who actually studied this, mm-hmm. especially in the context of like Batman villains. Yeah. Mm. And he was trying to figure out if like people's opinions of people with mental illness change depending on what they consume.
2: Mm. oh yeah I'm sure I'm sure it does right I mean for
1: it does people's opinion of women and minor other minority groups I can't see why it wouldn't for people with mental illness mm.
0: yeah but uh yeah I was I mean I was like oh
2: my god we're gonna get blacklisted
1: (laughs) no we aren't
2: (laughs) it was a very positive response regardless of the non-answer that we got which I feel like they that we would have gotten no matter what just because of whatever contracts that keeps the people from in the industry from giving us like honest answers about almost anything. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. the audience response was 100% supportive. So I don't think you should be worried.
0: Yeah. And, um, I think it's good that it's at least out there and they know people are upset because I, I kept seeing people complain on Tumblr, but no one was, was tweeting the producers or the directors or the writers. And I was just like thinking, tweet the writers. You can't just complain about it and not like say
2: something, right? You have well, to Well, I'm sure something. there's like a level of fear that comes with it also, you know, yeah. like even when you're tweeting writers directly, you're not safe from. Yeah, but
0: you're, I mean, I, I feel a a certain way about it because it's like uh, online at least you're anonymous to some extent so if you tweet them and you don't you know under a different name or pseudonym or something or have like a tweet campaign it's just not one voice that's why I was so nervous doing it in person as opposed Mm -hmm. to online I was like at least online I can hide but I was like damn I'm like completely exposed asking this question
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I know it's like hard to speak up sometimes but if you're really upset about something like that you have to at least let people know so that they are aware of it at least and mm-hmm. if they don't try in the future then you can say well you know you're fucking up right like i've got receipts i asked you this you know i guess
1: did but- you guys know that the government actually has an award that's all around portrayal of mental health and substance abuse in the media really yeah it's called the voice awards um and it's a award given through the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, and it's a campaign. And you can actually even nominate TV and movies that depict mental illness well. Mm, like fans can nominate. It looks like the 2014 one is over. It was due in April. But in 2015, you could totally nominate if you wanted a show that depicted mental illness. But the award needs to go to a show that depicts it in a dignified, accurate, and respectful way. Mhm, mm-hmm. so it has experiences that convey people with mental illnesses struggles with housing, employment, community acceptance, true representations of symptoms and disorders, and the potential for and journey of recovery. I don't know if there's any character on the show right now that necessarily has actually ha- like identifies as having a mental illness.,
2: mm-hmm.
1: maybe Abby and Ichabod to some extent have PTSD from their experience. I would, Yeah, I'd definitely say Abby is, did. And Jenny. Yeah, especially Abby. Gosh. Um, actually, I'm looking now. It looks like Elementary was nominated. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Or it's the depiction of um, Sherlock uh, being in rehab. Right.
3: Mm. That makes sense. And okay.
1: Watson being his. And then Homeland's been nominated. I don't know why.
2: Because uh, <laughs> the,
1: the lead character has bipolar disorder. And then oh, yeah. the other lead has PTSD. Mm-hmm. So, and then, that's interesting. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know if Sleepy Hollow is anywhere close to being nominated for an award like this. Yeah. yeah. It was a good panel. <laughs> it
0: was good. Good times. Uh, despite, you know, half the cast not being there.
2: I had so many favorite panels. I don't know. I really... I mean, Sleepy Hollow is definitely one of my favorites, but I loved the Archer panel. Loved yeah, the Archer the panel, panel hilarious. It was, like, crying, laughing. Like, uh-huh. really, really great. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I
0: guess... That's all. Oh, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, talking about the episode. Apparently, you know when they're in the car. (laughs) Apparently, Nicole Mm -hmm. was in was actually in the car, and Tom was in the car, and he filmed her. According to the writer, Damian Kindler, he filmed her on his iPhone (laughs) while they were in the car, like having the time of their lives, being like flung around. Of stunt people, so Tom cool. Felton and Nicole. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that one of those cars where the drivers in the back seat and the actors are in the front? And then I don't know. Wait,
2: what? That's a, What?
1: Well, a lot of stunt cars have like a second steering wheel in the back seat what? for the stunt driver, and then the actors sit in the front. No idea. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I didn't know even know that.
0: that.
1: Yeah, that way they can like act and drive and talk, but there's someone like behind them driving. Oh, oh my
2: God. That is so
1: cool. And other times it's a green screen, but.
2: Mm, I'm pretty sure they really drove. Didn't she? Yeah, right?
1: I don't know, but I, she after
0: that, she was sick for a little bit. I It uh, looked like she might have gotten whiplash.
1: Oh, man. Ichabod. Bad I'm, driving. And I'm
0: wondering if, because <laughs> remember when the production set shut down for about a week or two? I think it was like two weeks. Almost, um, I wonder if she did get whiplash and they just, they were just like, oh yeah, it's an illness because they didn't want to, they didn't want it getting out or something.
1: I mean, it could be anything. She could have gotten like food poisoning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But
0: she posted on Instagram a picture of, you know, you, you go to the, you get an x-ray. She posted like an x-ray.
1: Oh, geez. On Instagram
0: of all places. Okay. Yeah. It was really random. (laughs) So people were like, did you get whiplash? Looked like it. It was weird like oh ah, maybe that's what it was and they didn't really want it to get out this public knowledge that you know one of the stars got injured as opposed to one of them got sick
1: anyway i guess that's all for let's talk about the episode yeah let's yes
3: talk about the yay episode. i can take you there You'll fly you to the air but i can be your super-
0: where I send thee or you know
2: don't come for me unless I send for you <laughs> yeah basically basically
1: <laughs> can someone pied piper Daniel Henny over to the show <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know right seriously
2: dang
0: I wish that worked on <sighs> real human beings um, so it was written by Damien Kindler and it was directed by Doug Aaron Ernie- God I can't pronounce his last name Doug Aaron I think that's how you pronounce it so Episode opens up with a flute playing, little girl goes missing, then we quickly go to an Abby and Ichabod driving scene. So I thought it was interesting that Jenny's been teaching him how to drive.
1: We don't know that, right? Maybe she was just referring to the one episode where she and Ichabod drove to save Abby? She
0: literally said, she was like, I I can tell, you know, Jenny has had her license suspended twice, and I can tell by uh, the odometer how long you guys have gone out. To drive. Mm, yeah. It was her car. Remember, he didn't take her car when they drove into... Oh,
1: that's true.
0: Yeah. There was, like, an ambulance or something that he drove. So, so much
1: sexual
2: innuendo all up in this. Like, I can't even believe they're trying to tell us that it could be his nothing. Come on. <laughs> who, who really sees this after all the whole, mm, horsepower, mm, let me make the car your seat, oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that might just be, like, Tom Mison being a big ham. I don't know.
2: I disagree. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just no. And it's funny because I, that io9 review was basically kind of put up what I was thinking where they were just like, really? <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. They're like, are you serious? with this episode. Am I dreaming this episode right now? <laughs> about, it took me forever to figure out what he was saying in his Japanese. His Japanese is so weird.
1: Yeah, I was like, how do you know this dude?
0: But I think it's because he he probably saw it on a commercial or something. Yeah, I'm
1: thinking like he watched like the Japanese channel. Yeah. Or something. He,
0: but he pronounced it funny and it took me forever to figure out what he was actually saying like that was coming out of his mouth. And then I realized because I studied, I studied Japanese, so I know how oh. the
1: pronunciation is. Oh, uh, so you know um, how I feel about Mandarin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like he did huh? say later in the episode, like it's like a Chinese flute. Yeah, and I was like, how the hell do you know that, Ichabod? <laughs> Where are you like Marco
0: Poloing around? He's been reading a lot, you guys.
1: Mhm.
0: So apparently Crane was just messing with her too. He, like, he know how to drive because Jenny gave him such good lessons, and he's like speeding around this parking lot. I love the moment where uh, Ichabod says to her that he knows that she's teaching him how to drive because she's afraid something might happen to her, and she wants him to be independent. And then he's like, but hear me, Grace, Abigail Mills. And I was like, oh my god. Basically this,
2: proposed. <laughs>
0: this got a huge reaction at Comic-Con. People were just Oh, like, yeah.
2: <laughs> People were like, ooh, the audience. I think that's the one fun thing about watching the episode, like with an audience. By watching anything with the audience, is that you you get the spirit of um, you know everyone around you, and it just makes everything that much more entertaining. Mm-hmm. So, like when this scene happened, and people were just like, "Oh, oh, oh and yeah," people were freaking out. Especially
0: when he's like, "It is not our fate for one of us to bear the other. We will be victorious or defeated together." his dress on like together stop like, please stop someone <laughs> ring up
1: the wedding bells Just and then kiss already.
0: and then right after they start teasing each other he's she's I'll like i have your
2: ass rested
0: yeah for unsafe operation of a vehicle and he's like if you could catch me i was like what this, is this,
1: this, this it could be fanfic that's what I it know. is
0: seriously it's but,
1: almost like a porno <laughs> isn't that like a plot of a porno <laughs> This guy's driving erratically. Abby pulls up, and turns out he's like wearing colonial jacket and nothing else, and he's driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
2: Have you been reading the Freaky Hollow
1: tag? <laughs> Freaky Hollow is that a, a thing? There's, a, yes. Freaky tag
2: there's for, a Freaky Hollow tag
0: for people's dirty for thoughts. smutfic, yeah, basically. and dirty it thoughts. About
2: it could be smutfic. It could be. Hmm. <laughs> it could be smutfic tag.
0: Hmm. <laughs> but anyway,
1: so bye, Freaky Hollow. <laughs>
0: So, Ichabod, uh, Ichabod, Abby gets a call, and they have to go, and Ichabod's, like, try to get in the driver's seat, and she's like, not so fast, Ricky Bobby. This is really funny, because Ricky Bobby trended last night, because she said that
1: on Twitter. I don't Twitter. know who Ricky Bobby is. I feel like Ichabod.
0: Talladega Nights um, with Will Ferrell. Did not watch. Well, his yeah, name, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's supposed to be a Formula One driver, and his mm-hmm. name's Ricky Bobby in it, so... Was, I thought it was pretty funny, but it trended on on Twitter last night because she said it. Um, Did you so, see
2: a waiting a ratings jump? Jump? Did the ratings come uh, out yet? Uh, it... A
0: little higher. Okay, they're slightly higher, but the demographic still stayed the same at a 1.7, which isn't bad, but it's not like excellent. Yeah, but they're still having a, a very big gains with plus three delay and plus seven delay, which mm-hmm. DVR. So people are watching it, but
3: mm-hmm. I guess.
0: Maybe they're not home on Monday nights or, you know, they might have other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just DVRing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even live numbers count more, but yeah, it's still doing pretty well.
1: I watched Sleepy Hollow for the first time with an antenna and it was so interesting to see all the ads. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Olive Garden even tweeted about it.
1: That's just
2: weird. Yeah. Olive Garden tweeted about
0: Yeah, they were Sleepy like, Hollow? now that the episode's done, why don't you get some breadsticks to break, like, let's break breadstick oh. they should have
1: an episode where ichabod goes to olive garden and they tell him the salad and breadsticks are unlimited <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts oh like God. screaming about how much bread used the cost how can it be unlimited <laughs> oh <my laughs> that would be gosh. amazing and then like he tries to take the salad and breadsticks out in a to-go box and they have to explain to him that you can't do that
3: oh
1: my, God. Oh my gosh yeah, Another episode where fun. he discovers MSG. <laughs> I don't this know. This is why this show needs webisodes.
2: Seriously. They should yes. have us write webisodes for him.
1: <laughs> They would all be like, Ichabod is super awkward and try something new.
0: <laughs> and Abby gets frustrated with him. Um, yeah. But it would be still, you know, it's fun.
1: Wait, I have a question for you New Yorkers about driving. hmm So mm-hmm. is he supposed to pass the written test first? Um... Yes.
0: yes no it depends on where you are in the city in, oh. New York, in New York City you cannot get into a vehicle without having a learner's permit <clears throat> and without being without having an instructor outside well, of New yeah outside of New York City though you are allowed Somebody's allowed to teach you how to drive. Like uh, a licensed driver can teach you how to drive without you having a learner's permit. It's something like that. Because I got my license. Yeah, I got my license in the city, and you could You literally had to have your li- learner's permit. You can learn, but outside the city, it's different rules. There are more lax about it.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, the horseman upgraded his weapon to a machine gun. He did not upgrade his car to like. A, or sorry, his horse to like a Hummer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is true. Or like this a right?
1: Yeah. So we
0: go to Miss Lancaster, like the Lancaster home, which is really nice, right? Beth Lancaster, who's the mother, and I forgot the father's name, but anyway, Abby's like talking to this family. It was like
1: Weiss or something. Yeah,
0: because they because they got an Amber Alert, so Ichabod finds out what an Amber Alert is. Uh, oh Miss man, in
1: LA, her. when we get Amber Alerts, it's like this ear piercing scream. Yeah. That, like on your phone in the middle of the night. So I was like, as far as Amber Alerts go, that was pretty tame.
0: Yeah. Ours isn't... I think if we have the same kind of phone, it probably is the same thing. But I feel like I've never gotten... I've only gotten ear-piercing stuff for Storm Warnings. Not for
1: Alert. Yeah, it was like a thing in LA and people were complaining.
0: Really? Why?
1: I was Why? wondering, what if like he got an Amber Alert when he was like not with Abby? And he thought it was like a mission dossier. <laughs> he, like, left the house, he was like, it's my mission to find this child, I guess. And then she had to explain to him that like everyone got the same text. Oh
0: <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be hilarious.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Missing child. Yes. So, In the mm-hmm. so Abby's
0: talking to the family, and they're reassuring her that they're working to find the kid. Uh, we learned that they have other kids who are adopted, and.
1: I was so excited because she was a social worker and I'm a social worker. She's like, finally, a social worker on television who isn't an asshole. Uh huh. Because she was, because n- Abby
0: says something to her like, sometimes people get caught in the path of a storm and there's nothing they can do but wait for it to pass over them, but know that it will pass, which is a great, I should, you know, nobody's quoted that yet. I'm going to post it because I really loved that quote. Um, and she said that you know it's something that Beth Lancaster's told her when she was her caseworker. I wonder if she was also Jenny's as well, but
1: probably uh, cause they were siblings, but yeah. not all the time.
0: Yeah. So Abby said she remembered her kindness and sh- how she was there for the family, their family, and everything. So yeah, I mean, in terms of how caseworkers are usually portrayed, it's a pretty good one, except for later on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only other social worker I can think of off the top of my head in the media is Cobra Bubbles from Lilo and Stitch. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah right? He's a, he's but he's so like sense. an antagonist for most of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. One thing the series does
0: really well, I thought, which I find since we're talking about, you know, how they they don't really handle mental illness well, I feel like they handle this concept of, like, found families really well. Like, they're always featuring kids who have been adopted or, you know, there's the foster family life that Jenny and Abby had and you kind of explore what they went through and everything.
1: I know, even Jeremy Crane has found his own family.
0: (laughs) Yes. They've been adopted by... Other people and Ichabod's like kind of been adopted by Abby as well. So I guess I like that theme about non-traditional families. It would be nice to ask a question about that, but you know, since Fox ignored us and wouldn't let us interview anybody, we'll have to wait until later. Uh, so you know, Abby's ready to go do some research, and Ichabod she finds oh she's walking through the house, (laughs) and Ichabod's like outside in the bushes trying to climb through a window or about to climb through a window. And he's upset about something. He spots like a sword and he's upset.
1: Oh, the shit this guy gets away with though. Mm hmm. Can you imagine? If you
0: were not a tall white guy hiding in the bushes.
1: I know someone would like shoot you for climbing onto their property. Going through their window. Yeah. Also, everyone on this show has a huge house.
0: They do live in a pretty, I guess it would be in a nice area considered a nice area though not everybody has huge houses in sleepy hollow <clears throat> so abby spots him and questions why he's still testing her patients <laughs> and she tells him to meet her in the woods like get away from the effing window and meet her in the woods uh she finds out from ichabod that lancaster was no saint and uh, abby's kind of arguing with him about how the lancasters have been donating to or funding pro- foster programs for years so they're kind of going back and forth on whether or not you know I guess the Lancasters are trying to make up for their family being, or their family ancestor being such a douchebag, uh, which I thought was interesting. But we, I, v- I guess we later learned that, I don't know, I think Mrs. Lancaster's supposed to be portrayed as, like, somebody who, just like, a good person who had to make well, a choice. she's misguided. Yeah, and she didn't know what to do, and she didn't have any help, and there's nobody who would believe her about, like, her family actually being cursed because she says her family is cursed and I thought she was just joking or not joking but you know just saying that you know people are like oh we must be cursed but she was actually literally saying the truth but they um they're messing around in the woods because they're trying to find leads and they find blood spatter on a tree trunk and then the leaves and they also find a flute made of bone, which Crane identifies as the oldest known instrument, which was made in China. I forgot what he said. he then
2: there. proceeds to put in his mouth or <laughs> um, like, lightly brushes it, and I'm like, "It's it so on the ground." Yeah, lightly brushes in it Demon off and then puts City. His mouth in Demon City. Yeah, yeah. and then he, like puts this onto his list. It's funny, but like I've been saying for the longest time, and I'm sure I and mean, a lot of people have been too, how like it's really Ichabod who's the sidekick. But it's just like, this just confirms it. He's literally a puppy dog, like, you know, (laughs) hiding in the bushes, gets scolded by his master, freaking picks objects off off the ground and like sniffs them, slash licks them. However, it's like getting information.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm like,
2: this dude is something else. He really, really is. (laughs)
0: Uh, Somebody on Tumblr was like. White people are so wild, (laughs) 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 picking up bones (laughs) and and playing them and shit. It was really funny. So he's playing it and Abby starts, Abby goes into a
2: trance.
0: Anyway, she goes into a trance and she wanders off while he's like examining this bone flute.
2: Wait, so explain this to me.
1: What do you guys think about this? But, like, why is Abby affected by
2: Yeah,
0: this? I was going to bring that up
1: later. Yeah, well, but... she is also a little girl who was lost in those woods. And I'm surprised that didn't come up for her I more if...
0: strongly this episode. Yeah, me too. And I wonder if that's what it was about.
1: Did that flute lure her the first time? Or the only time that she and Jenny went missing?
0: No. I no. Know. I don't think so. I think Moloch kind of, I think they just passed out or something. I don't know.
2: But I guess the reason why I'm asking is because, mythologically speaking, the Pied Piper goes after children. But we see in this episode that he goes after grown-ass people as well. But it's, like, his choice. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, he plays the instrument and he's just like, these are the people that I'm trying to harm. So that's how, I'm assuming it's how his magic worked. I mean, I have a theory. About why, when Ichabod played the instrument, Abby was affected, but.
3: What's your theory?
2: Well, I think it's because the piper works, like, it, it enchants the one that you want. That's what I think. And so. Abby was taken by it because deep down inside, he wants her.
1: But what about the recording? It worked as a recording, too. Yeah, yeah I recorded, don't know.
0: They recorded it. They recorded, they recorded it. Recorded, I mean, it's still But his you're playing. saying, like,
1: maybe, like, if he, he played it, we should have seen Katrina reacting to it? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just
2: a loophole. I mean, you could argue that because the recording is still his playing, that it could arguably still have that same effect. Because I can't even explain why his playing led her to the Pied Piper instead of to him, which is what you would think what happens is whenever the Pied Piper plays, it leads you to him. So I guess what my thing is like, is the flute itself just spelled to compel whoever hears it? to be drawn specifically to the Pied Piper. Yeah, they didn't... Regardless of who's playing it. They didn't
0: explain it well, because I feel like there might have been a connection that Abby had. I mean, they only have 45 minutes to do it, I guess, but I feel like they could have made a better connection. Right. Because why would Abby be affected by it?
2: Especially after they go through all the trouble to explain how the Pied Piper came to haunt the Lancasters in the first place. You would... Think that, and then also I was like, "How are you going to find the flute just randomly laying there in the grass?" That's another thing I didn't understand.
1: I think he dropped it. it. Like, why did he drop it? Because he was fighting with Holly. Yeah.
2: So does, does he just have like an endless supply of flutes? Well, to- no,
0: because remember he said he they said he makes one every single time out of the bones of the child. So now that he has Sarah Lancaster. The child. He was gonna let her
2: starve, and then he was gonna. Yeah, but he still had one. He still had one. So I'm guessing that he must have like an arsenal of flutes then. Did that he he didn't, he
0: didn't. He didn't have another one. another one. He had that sword that was like really cheesy. And, he had. He had a sir. He had the sword slash um staff, a bone staff. Yeah,
2: yeah, but what was making that noise? The then? Bo- the, the, the,
0: the bone oh, staff. Oh, when
2: he was moving the oh, uh, when he was like oh. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So he didn't have
0: another flute. He just discarded it. They said that he made a, a new flute every single time to craft it so that it would lure
1: a child. Uh, yep. Let's see, let's see. Okay. And if he did, then he should have like a stockpile of flutes. She's not the first child he's kidnapped. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think every time he just gets rid of the flute because it's not useful to him anymore.
1: But what if the kid gets saved by, like, a really intrepid lieutenant and her annoying puppy sidekick?
2: (laughs) In that case...
0: In that case... There's something that happened, which we will get to. So, Ichabod guesses that
1: Sarah was lured away by a pied piper, which also trended All on Twitter. All things he could pull out of his butt. She's <laughs> like <laughs> automatically a piper. A pied yeah. piper.
0: He's like this flute is luring you.
1: What um, makes the piper pied?
0: The flute part, right? Did you look what? it up?
1: No. What's a pied? Pied is. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: does hide mean? Don't even mean? look it
2: up. Just
1: make it.
0: I up. did look it up. What does Pied mean? It says having having two or more colors.
1: Oh, but like, that guy only had like one color.
0: That doesn't make any sense. The, the Pied Piper, Piper. The Pied Piper of Hamlin, which is what is a German fairy tale which was Abby mentioned later on
1: her dictionary says pied is not returning a high five no it says multicultured
0: <laughs> it was it's right it's multicultured clothing multicultured multicolored clothing
1: that's what pied means so okay but that powerful. guy just had like a black trench coat he should have been wearing like a red and yellow like fool outfit with like a hat
0: <laughs> he was dressed in his you know his uh, assassin's creed outfit
1: his ponytail was something else yeah oh my god yeah he's got like like yakky wavy brazilian ponytail <laughs> <laughs> just... you look like a soul caliber character or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he
0: so abby and ichabod go back and ichabod's still sneaking around to hide from sheriff reyes and then there's a betsy ross name drop because apparently Again. Betsy was all over him. Well, Abby brings it up. He's like she's like, Let me guess. You haven't you haven't had to hide this much since Betsy. Yeah, was. he brought
2: it up last season though.
0: Yeah, he did. But this time Abby's like, Let yeah. me guess before you say it and she's kinda like rolling her eyes at him. Because um, everyone
1: wants a piece of that pasty white Ichabod.
0: <laughs> she's like, I guess it's because you were the cutest continental courier. Oh my, can
1: you just imagine like dorky Ichabod in the little white wig outfit and like he has like a little drum or like a little pipe and he's like fifing along <laughs> and then like George Washington's like walking proudly next to him. <laughs>
3: so
0: dumb <laughs> oh my god so he says he finds the flute's note which is strange and Abby kind of teases him like oh wow you play the flute too and he's like try bringing a cello along in, in battle so I guess he plays the cello as well
2: well I think he was just saying that like in terms of musical instruments like obviously are you sure you're not
0: you're, are you sure you're not going to find him like in a room he actually
1: knows like 10 different instruments
0: yeah
2: I'm sure he does I'm sure he does
1: actually <laughs> so so was he, it Katrina who was like the pianist last season? Was she? I was thought she, so. She did
0: have a piano. But and then know.
1: like maybe he was like playing his little flute while she was playing the piano and they were <laughs> just being couple. like the world's dorkiest couple.
0: Yeah. Abby, well, Ichabod tells a legend of the mysterious man who lured British soldiers out of the home to their death.
1: What a convoluted
2: story. <laughs>
0: well, we don't get the full story until later
2: i mean i just i was like is this necessary i remember thinking that while i was watching it i mean i appreciate them like really trying to um tie in the lore and in a way the pipe piper in this episode kind of becomes a bit like the boogeyman doesn't he yeah which i thought was you know it's pretty cool it's pretty interesting
0: um, I thought he was pretty creepy. I mean, something that goes and just kidnap kidnaps kids from one single family for
2: yeah. He's also like an expert assassin, though. Right, because so it kind of makes a little bit less Bookie Man and more Assassin's Creed, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Abby questions why um, assassin that murdered soldiers would want a little girl. And they kind of discuss what's going on with the flu. And she says it compelled her. She felt compelled to go somewhere. And so they figure it's a summoning spell. So Abby questions if he's got plans to use her as bait. And Ichabod, I like that Ichabod immediately doesn't like the idea. Because he's like, I don't know if that's good. Because, you know, he's like being protective of her. And he doesn't want to use her as bait. But Abby, brave it sounds woman.
1: really dangerous. Yeah. Because Br- they don't even have backup.
0: Yeah, they don't. And brave little Abby says, you know, she knows what it's like. Uh, Malik did it to her, and now the piper's doing it to Sarah. So play the damn thing. And it's interesting, because I feel like they could have made this connection even stronger. Like, this is why Abby was affected by it. I think that it was implied, but I don't know if it was explicit. But- yeah, you
2: know, like this scene just made me feel several things. One, what you said. And then also, like, was Jenny? Like, I yeah. feel like this was kind yeah. of the episode that Jenny, like, really needed to be in. And she wasn't. And instead we got Nick Hawley. But Nick
1: wasn't doing anything that Jenny couldn't
2: do anyway.
1: Except so for just...
0: being a greedy
1: bastard. No, and it would make sense if Jenny, like, researched kidnappings in the woods and then learned about this family. Yeah. yeah. It, it would make sense. it. I'm thinking also what the social worker thought when Jenny and Abby went missing in the same woods her sister did. Like, hmm.
2: Right. And I think I get the whole, like, Holly not being this honest guy who's probably gonna, like, change his mind once he, like, starts to believe in magic or some shit. But I feel like the episode could have happened without him. Like, I feel like we wouldn't have missed a damn thing. Yeah.
0: Well... They figure out how to control the effects of the music, and Ichabod basically promises Abby that he's never gonna leave her. He's gonna be with her every moment, and she trusts him, so she allows him to do this thing. And they kind of tease each other here, too, about their height, and he's like, I can see for miles. He calls himself something, I can't remember It's a funny nickname.
1: Um (coughs) It's like Dolly Galoots or something, like super cheesy.
0: (laughs) And she's like, you need to retire that nickname. So Abby goes into a serious trance after hearing the music and starts walking. She's like, "Oh, it's so beautiful." And they run into Holly. Ichabod actually grabs her, and she's like, "You can see that she's struggling for con- to control herself. Like when she wakes out of out of the trance, she's like, you can tell like, she doesn't like not being in control of things, which would make sense because of you know trauma from her childhood or whatever where she was like kidnapped. It's really dangerous for." To send somebody back into that kind of state of mind after they've been in it before.
1: Yeah, unless she like fully resolved it, it could have made her like very like freaked out and not in a good place to be a fighter. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's
0: it's good that Ichabod was there to kind of look out for her and she didn't freak out. He was like kind of her anchor. I thought that like was her
1: nice. safety blanket.
0: Mm-hmm. They run into Holly, who tells him that the kids probably still alive. But Ichabod's so irritated by him that everything he says, he just, like, finds so annoying, which I think is hilarious. He's just like, ugh, yeah, telling us the kid's still alive.
2: I Um, mean, really, the only difference between Ichabod and Holly is their moral spectrum. Their moral... You know what I mean? Like, their moral compass, I should say. Yeah, and also
0: (laughs) the way they go about things. Like, Holly's very... He doesn't care about the inner workings of anything. He just wants... Artifacts or whatever, and Ichabod's always telling. Ichabod's like always hi- interested in the history of everything, right? Holly doesn't care. He's like, I can get money for it. The end.
2: Well, yeah, they're both like really annoying. Guys.
0: <laughs> he calls him Pride and Prejudice. That was funny because Tom Mison yeah, has was actually dying been rapping. Tom Misen has actually been in Pride and Prejudice adaptation as being. Wait, which one? I don't remember, but he played Bingley the door. Oh my
1: goodness! Really? Yeah.
0: Wow! I think it was um. What's that movie called? It was like a, uh, a girl who gets trapped in... She's from modern day and she gets sent back somehow. Is it
1: Austin Land? That's a LARP movie, though. I don't think
0: Austin... No, it's not Austin Land. It's um, um, Thomas James Misen. She's so white. <laughs> Thomas
2: James, James Misen.
0: Misen. Lost in Austin. It was a TV miniseries, actually. But I'm going to watch that and see how dorky he was in that. So so he had a run-in with the Piper, um, who he thinks is a freak in a costume. He was searching for the Bone Flute. He was tipped off about the Bone Flute, like where it would be, I guess, every, maybe every single time. They find an evidence of it? I don't know how he would have been tipped off, but I guess it makes sense if he's being like hired by a, a Hessian, right? So he knew the Piper would strike because he knew of the Lancaster's curse. And we learn more that the British... about you know, the story about how the British were too friendly with Daniel Lancaster's daughters and that he had decided to have them assassinated. Or decided to have them assassinated. And the Piper had given his soul to a demon. So when Daniel Lancaster betrayed him, he turned into this monstrous being who decided to put a curse on this family. That's why you don't betray mercenaries, you guys. Don't ever do it.
1: But before he did that, he also did a guest stint on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he
0: did. Crane thinks it's suspicious that Holly was conveniently in the woods, fought the Piper, and survived. He's really, you know, he doesn't want to work with him. But Abby thinks that they could use him and he makes a deal with him to find Sarah and that she'd hand over the flute. And (laughs) Ikebun's like, I don't, you know, basically, I don't want to work with this callous brigand fire. Is that what he says? Is that what he calls him?
1: I don't I remember yeah. exact words. But... Like a privateer and like a... Yeah, he just keeps insulting him in different old-timey
0: language. <laughs> old-timey language. <laughs> I don't Fine know.
2: me.
1: Yeah, but... Way so... to treat your allies, Ichabod. Yeah. I yeah, know,
0: right? And at this point, we go to Frank Irving, who's been MIA for a bit, and he, he starts reading his Bible... And he reads, the horsemen of war will gather his soldiers to rise and begin the end of days. He has, a vision, he has a vision where he's totes evil, and then the Bible gets set on fire. I thought this was kind of cheesy. I was like, what? It was so
2: cheesy. Who, who, Whose idea was
0: this? It was so... It seemed such such like a... Not a fan service like, oh. thing, but a fan service thing for Orlando.
1: I don't know. It was where he's like of- punching things with a headband and stuff. Yeah. He looked like Rambo. Yeah. It's...
2: He didn't even look cool. He looked kind of dorky. <laughs> you I kind of really. wish they had him like, it would have been so much cooler if they had him like a sleek ass suit with like a machine gun or something. <laughs> sh- I don't know. It was so Michael Bay. Yeah, like, I almost wish they liked The top and the headband. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what's up with that,
1: dude? It was
0: so weird. Like, I was like, really? Yeah. He doesn't have it, any It almost looked skin. like a dream
2: sequence.
0: It didn't have any protective anything on. It was just so campy. Well, I mean, no.
2: He was like a demon. Like, That's true. I don't think he would need that.
0: So after this, we go back and Abby's, she's in a trance and Holly's kind of like, this is freaky. Um, what kind of magic trick is this? He's not very bright, is he? He's like trying to be Han Solo. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, he's just very skeptical.
2: He is. Everyone's
0: picking up on that.
2: He's yeah. kind of a flat character for me, man. Holly Holly's just not doing it for me.
0: I think it's just funny when he gets into it with Ichabod. So that's why I find him amusing when he's around. Yeah. Could have mm. been Daniel Henney. But it's really funny that Ichabod's like, For goodness sakes, will you be quiet? I was like, Huh. You could have been talking about yourself there. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're really trying to like highlight how like petty Ichabod can be sometimes. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Definitely. Like, yeah,
1: it's very really
0: true. Um, they find the lair after searching f- through the woods for a little bit. Um, and they creep around the secret tunnels, secret tunnels, and they find Sarah, who's at this point being starved out because uh, what is it? They, they the victims die of exposure to the elements. Yeah. So she'd be like freezing in the woods, um, hungry. What else? There was dehydrated. some like dehydrated. She'd be dead in a in a while. I don't know how long you can survive like that. Probably, like, they said, like, 36 hours. That's a really horrible way to go, Yeah. by the way. I'm surprised they didn't just, he just doesn't kill his victim. I guess they, he wants them to suffer.
3: <clears throat>
0: they creep around, and they find Sarah, and they also find the Piper, which Holly gets into it with. He's fast. The guy who plays him is actually really cute. I <laughs> He has a Twitter. The guy who plays who? The Pied Piper. Oh. He's a martial artist. Oh, huh. Uh, he and Crane get into a fight with the de- demon who starts spinning his bone staff and making a sonic scream noise. But then Harley throws something in the fire and it goes boom, giving them time to escape. Abby runs w- out with Sarah. And then Holly and Ichabod blow up the joint and
2: escape.
1: What was, was that? that detonator an iPad? That's what I thought. Like a little. That's a, a
0: waste. Mini, a mini iPad. <laughs> well, you know, Holly's getting money. He's
1: getting dough, I guess. It looks really. Using that gel and like something else. It looks really fancy. I'm just judging his bomb building skills. <laughs> they try,
0: <laughs> they try to convince him because okay, so now Holly wants nothing to do with fighting the demon because Ichabod and Abby are like, we're gonna go for backup. He's he's like, you know what? I I made, I held up my end of the deal. You found the kid. It's time to give me the bones. The, the bone flute, and they try to convince him about how the evil they're facing is real and how the end of days are coming. So they're trying to, I feel like they're trying to recruit him to their side in a way because they know that he's useful or at least Abby is, but they're trying to build like their army, you know, and so far they only have what Jenny and Katrina. They're, they don't have a lot of people on their side.
1: And then Holly saw like hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. <laughs> yes, but Abby
0: keeps her end of the deal. But while she hands it over, she just I th- I knew she was gonna do
1: this. I thought that was awesome. I was like, do it, break the bone.
0: <laughs> I figured she when she told him that she made that deal with him. I was like, Abby's really clever. So I don't think she's going to give it to him in one piece. And I was so glad to see that she did it. Because, you know, he already has a really powerful item that he stole from them. And why would they give it to him in one piece, you know? And Crane is like, got a boner for his lieutenant because he's all, like, happy that she broke the bone and was all... Did you catch them
1: being kind of, like, parenty with Sarah? Oh, they were, like, holding her and, like, Abby's, like, bouncing her on her knee and... If only they had taken her to ice cream
0: Like this kid needs some Well I
1: mean She needs like an IV not ice cream but whatever (laughs) She needs therapy as well
0: So, they return Sarah, but Mommy doesn't look too happy. Uh, next thing you know, Abby and Ichabod are loading up. And Abby breaks out the noise-canceling earbuds, which is kind of nice, right? To
1: I'm surprised there wasn't, like, a product placement where they went to Best Buy and then they... <laughs>
0: Would they get those from Best Buy? They look like I special don't know.
1: noise-canceling. I guess they could be cop noise-canceling earbuds.
0: yeah. They probably get them from some secret, you know, warehouse or something. Ichabod's kind of impressed by them. He's he's about to complain, and then he's like, ooh, wait a minute!" So he brings up the fact that Mrs. Lancaster's reaction didn't make sense, and Abby just kind of doesn't pay it any mind. She's like, "You know, we have to kill this demon thing." And then Ichabod gets an idea. He's like, he goes over to the computer. And he's like, "Perform the login ceremony." That was really funny.
1: Why doesn't he know how to log in? I guess after... She probably changed her password, because Jenny... Yeah, that's true. They find that except in 1936,
0: a Lancaster daughter had been abducted, and then all the children in the family died of a mysterious fever, because in 1936 they had recovered the, the daughter, right? And they figured that the Lancasters also adopted to avoid the curse, but then they had Sarah, and the only way to save all their children would be to sacrifice one kid. I think it's interesting that she was willing to sacrifice her for their other kids, for their adopted kids.
3: Hmm.
0: That's a change, right?
1: Well, it depends on how you depict, like, I don't know if they really went into that, but you, you mean, like, the stereotype is that, like, adopted kids are less wanted?
0: Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I found that interesting. <clears throat> so they rush to the house only to find the kids of fake afflicted and Sarah gone with Beth Lancaster and when they're rushing out to go find Beth (laughs) Ichabod brings out a sword and Abby's like are you serious when she sees him with the sword with the family sword she's like I can't believe you stole that but she still lets him drive and he almost crashes because he's not paying attention just like a real driver he's learning already
1: that was really mean and uncalled for. They find they find
0: Beth, and they tell her to let Sarah go, and she kind of whips out a gun on them. Would you really shoot either of those people in the woods? Come on, Beth.
1: Well, I don't know, man. Like, this strange man in a coat is telling her to trust him. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Where'd this guy come from? Do you think she just assumes that, like, he's Abby's boyfriend?
0: <laughs> right? She didn't even question I don't know. Maybe she does. Her boyfriend
1: is like a proto-goth who dresses in weird clothes. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) A proto-goth raves on the weekend. But Abby questions what she was going to let the piper do. And she asks, and Beth asks her if she knows what it's like to feel so helpless. And she's like, haven't you ever prayed for something from your past to go away and refused to believe that it's true? I was like, yes, Abby knows that so well. It's weird. There were so many connections with Abby and Jenny's story in this episode. I feel like they didn't necessarily use it to their best advantage.
1: Like maybe after the experience, Abby would find Jenny and give her like a hug and be like, I just went through this terrible thing with this kid who went through what we went through. I just want to give you a hug. I guess that's for fanfic.
0: I guess. Maybe somebody has to write it and fill it in, fill in the blanks, because we're probably not going to get something like that. So they try to get Beth to trust them. And Beth didn't says she didn't know what to do. And she's kind of breaking at this point, but she drops the gun. I was like, this kid is going to have so many issues. She was like, when her mom was dragging her there,
1: she's like, I don't want to go. Mommy, I don't want. She's like, no, you must die for your siblings. Yeah, that's that's therapy. That's a lot of therapy. It's gonna take a lot of therapy. It's gonna be so screwed up. And then Abby just lets her go back to her. Like, this, you know what? No. Well, okay. Abby is a mandated reporter because she's a police officer, so she should have reported the mom to Child Protective Services.
0: But what for? Be like, oh, her mom tried to give her to a
1: demon. Yes, her mom. Drives. I saw her dragging her daughter into the woods. <laughs> nah. Yeah, right. right. I guess like reason for report, deep <laughs> sacrifice. I guess that wouldn't fly. But yeah. that poor girl is gonna like. Is she gonna go through what Abby went through? Is nobody gonna believe her? No, I mean her mom will believe her, and her brothers that's at least some people will believe her but like a lot of people won't right
0: yeah be like oh we saw this demon in the woods to try to kill us
1: if she went to therapy the therapist would be like oh kids and their overactive imagination
0: or maybe she'd maybe her mind will block it out and she'll just be like yeah i was kidnapped by this man when i was 10 could that'd be the best case scenario yeah of course pi piper shows up they do battle with him he tries to kill sarah and abby shoots him because abby's a badass and she sends Crane of all people after him. <laughs> and she's like, finish it. Finish him. Very more. Yeah.
1: It's like a punting dog. You're like, okay, go get the rabbit. It's going in the hole. Go get the rabbit. Go, go. Yeah, get that rabbit. Get that rabbit, Ichabod. And, and my dog is running over here because she heard me <laughs> talking <laughs> like in a dog voice. Just like, just like Ichabod. I should rename her. I should be like, Ichabod. So get all these horsemen get it.
0: <laughs> so um, Pipe Piper jumps down a well and Ichabod goes after him and jumps down the well. I'm surprised he made it in one piece. I thought he would fall. It know. was just like a random well in the woods. No, it was it was part of the well that was in part of the lair. Remember? She was where... Um,
1: yeah, I'm s- still wondering where that all came from and how long... Has, has, that guy just, has that guy just been living in the woods forever? Like, wait. I guess he just shows up, you know. As demon guy. Once every ten years. Once he every ten years. His vacation home in Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> yes. Exactly.
0: He comes from the depths of hell and, you know, goes to chill in. It's a very nice vacation place, you know, Sleepy Hollow. You know, the Piper does his sonic scream thing and Crane's ears are bleeding and he's about to probably his head is about to explode. Kinda
1: like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer with the He never seeks medical attention for that though. For his bleeding like, brain. For- Yeah, bleeding ears. He's, like, not that concerned.
0: Hey, would they believe him?
1: Well, he could just say he was at a rave, and that's why he was wearing what he was wearing. (laughs) Can I just point out that when Holly was, like, and I fought this man who was wearing, like, old-timey clothes, he didn't, like, pick up that Ichabod was also wearing old-timey clothes. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I tweeted about, and then the Fox Sleepy Hollow Twitter was, like, he was too distracted, like, telling his story to notice that Ichabod was wearing the same clothes as his attacker. Hey, Ichabod attacked him. Yeah, I feel like that's what I would be, like, I was attacked by a man in a dark colonial trench coat, and, like, a guy in a dark colonial trench coat wanders up. And is completely mean to me the entire time, and calls me a privateer and a (laughs) brigand. <laughs> like someone's got an axe to grind i'm a suspect
0: so uh he's he gets the upper hand and smashes the guy's foot with a rock and he tries to fight but is still affected and as he's the piper is getting up abby comes to the rescue and just like takes his staff the bone staff and stabs him through the heart abby the vampire slayer abby the piper slayer
1: abby did in five seconds what was taking ichabod at least five minutes and then she says, "No more kids, privateer." That was cute. I thought at first she was like saying, "Like let's have kids, Ichabod. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I know, right?
1: I was no. like, "What? What about kids? I don't, huh?" Somebody, kids? Had, somebody had some great
0: meta on that scene where she calls him a privateer.
1: I mean, Ichabod's like a turncoat, too, so what makes him better than a...
0: Well, he wasn't doing it for money, I guess. He was doing it
1: for love.
0: Not even. He was doing it for... uh, he's A A hard time
1: for George Washington. He's
0: a messy Gryffindor. People think he's a Ravenclaw. I think he's a total Gryffindor. He's like, oh, it's the right thing to do. You know, he's like very righteous. But it's, I don't know, it's a good scene. And Ichabod's like, oh, I almost had him. And then we go back to Frank again. It's cut in action. And we get a really interesting conversation between Frank and Henry. And Henry's kind of like, you know, the signs were there. You just weren't paying attention. Like, the fact that you pricked your finger on this and then signed in your own blood. Like, you really didn't notice? And he has very practical ways of uh, blackmailing Frank, right? If Frank doesn't want to go ahead... Like the most
1: mundane thing Mm -hmm. Like You might have to pay your taxes Twice next year
0: (laughs) And you're going to be in jail for a really long time And we're going to take away your health insurance And Maisie's health insurance And
1: then the next time you eat ice cream It's not going to stay on the cone
0: (laughs) It's going to fall right off on the ground And just melt
1: And your car will only get 15 miles per gallon (laughs) For the next
0: three years It will never be full enough You'll always be buying gas. What else? There'll
1: be, like, rain on your wedding day. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's going to be, like, you're driving, and then there's, like, a traffic jam, and you're already late.
0: <laughs> Isn't it ironic, don't you think? Except not really ironic.
1: No. He's, <laughs> like, His, like, little laugh was, like, so dorky. It's just, like, his
0: dad's. So Frank says that, you know, you're the enemy, you're working for a demon, and Henry's just like, um, but what makes the other side better? Have have they kept your family Not safe? Not working
1: for demons? Yeah,
0: he's like, have they kept your family safe? They've only brought misery and suffering to his life and i, I was like,
1: like a demon like attacked and killed Devin and like possessed his daughter like yeah. what
0: but they're like oh he's trying to say how it's it's ichabod and abby's fault and i'm kind of like dude the guy you serve started in the first place so it's not exactly ichabod and abby's fault it's just weird i was like i think he would have gotten brought over to the side anyway because i think i was like we still haven't figured out what exactly they want with irving so Henry tells him to look in Ezekiel eighteen four, and it's interesting. He's like, it says the passage that says like all souls are his. Irving figures, hey, I signed in blood. You have my soul. I'm I'm fucked, and then of course we have something to break up this harrowing turn of events with Abby and Ichabod on coffee date. Ah, started out strong with Ickabee, ended strong with Ickabee. So much Ickabee. So much Ickabee. He's like complaining about how much the coffee costs. He's like a gaudy hillock of overheated milk on a thimble's worth of coffee and costs worth free Tennessee stallions. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Can't you just enjoy something? He must be really fun at parties. Well, he shuts up once he drinks it, right? He's like, oh yeah. Yeah, but see like,
1: this. come on. Like what is it gonna be like with other food? Is it gonna be like rounded shaped ground beef atop tomato sauce on <laughs> boiled noodles? What is this, Lieutenant? These damn Italians, Lieutenant. Apparently yeah, he, I could have bought a horse with this olive garden breadstick, Lieutenant.
0: <laughs> Apparently he he eats matzo ball soup in a upcoming episode. But I don't know if it's him or if it's Tom Mizan just on set eating matzo ball soup. Because they tweeted a picture of like him on set with matzo ball soup. And I was like, Oh damn, now I want matzo ball soup. It's good stuff, you guys. Abby says I can't with you and he's got he's got like a foam mustache and she takes that thing and wipes it off. They're so married. Just stop pretending already.
1: They're not Katrina. (laughs) He didn't even think about Katrina this episode. No,
0: maybe once. Only, like, because he was like, oh, He said her name,
2: like, once when he was, like, we're building an army, including Katrina, whatever. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's like, dude, act like you're married. (laughs) If if people are, if, like, for real, for real, honestly... Mm -hmm. For people who are anti, it could be, I don't know what they have to go on. The show is literally giving them nothing. Mm. Nothing. And
0: apparently some people were complaining about how the show is catering too much to the shippers now and something's changed. And why shippers- are they so touchy-feely now and stuff. I was like, are they you serious? always like <laughs>
1: Yeah, from the beginning.
0: Oh, As like he professed his love for her, practically in the first yeah. episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe they are just like sexy friends, but yeah, <laughs> sexy. really, really sexy friends forever. Yeah, people were legit
0: complaining about. Didn't you see? Like, you know, the it's too much. They're trying too hard. They don't really have romantic chemistry, and it seems like it's being forced.
2: Yeah. Okay. Whatever. And
0: it's unnatural. I was like, those are some words to choose when you're talking about a black woman being involved with a white man. You don't use the word unnatural, you asshat. Wow. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? I was just like, shut up. (laughs) I was just like, I'm not even going to explain to you why this is effed up.
1: Well, I also don't understand why the concept of sexy friends is, like, foreign on people. Like, I feel like most people have had at least one friendship where there was, like, a lot of flirting. But mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean shipping, but it can still be, like, flirting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But
0: uh, Abby kind of gloats about what they got done because without Katrina, they get a lot done, apparently.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> they sa-
0: saved lives, ended a curse, and made everything right and it's funny he kinds of calls her out for gloating. I was like he's one to talk about gloating. He's always like name dropping and gloating about what he did in his era. But I guess it's it's part of his trauma maybe of waking up in a different century that his name dropping it's almost like like he's a,
1: trying to reassure himself that he's still relevant.
0: Or it's like a familiar it's like a security thing. Like he brings it up because he's trying to anchor himself to the world in a way because he didn't really deal with his that we didn't really deal with his trauma of being in the present everything just kind of just happened really fast and he met like Lieutenant abby mills and stuff so i feel like like
1: his coping is reminding himself that back in the day he was a pretty big deal (laughs)
0: <laughs> and he knows a lot you know i don't know but he downs the uh coffee and he's like hot under the foam That's like so many metaphors Oh, you know damien kindler is like the biggest it could be fan apparently and where was he prancing off to he's like hot under the foam and then he gets up and prances off somewhere
1: oh to the bathroom i don't know
0: to give an interview Oh, and I thought the episode was going to end there, but then we get Holly again, and he's meeting in the shady bar with some dude, because that's the best place to meet, if you're mercenary.
1: You guys had me so well trained. As soon as this guy showed up, I was like, could have been Daniel Henny. <laughs> yes, I wanted to
2: catch on. Good. Yes. Catch on. <laughs> Not Daniel Henney. We just start a petition.
1: So he wasn't supposed to be Daniel Honey. Mm
2: yeah this is true but in my mind he was so
0: (laughs) (laughs) i feel like nick is messing with the wrong people he's gonna get his soul stolen
1: i'm pretty sure the hessians aren't that competent so as long as he only interacts with the hessians he'll be fine the Hessians are like the stormtroopers of the Sleepy Hollowverse. Wait until <laughs> wait until Henry
0: realizes how useful he is, though. He's gonna be gone. Um, so the dude goes back to his buyer, who's Henry, and Henry grinds the bones to make his creepy mac and cheese or guacamole, whatever he was making. He was grinding something, spices with bones.
1: What do you think he's, he's gonna, gonna do gonna with them? It. He's gonna snort it like cocaine.
0: <laughs> yeah, he did kind of taste it like cocaine. He's like, hmm. Tastes good. I mean, that's what I see in the movies. Not that I know anything about cocaine, but yeah. Uh-huh. I wonder what he's planning on doing. Absorbing its powers? It's weird. To summon Abby. Oh, yeah, right. What are his big plans? I want to know. Anyway, all in all, I gave it like eight donut holes. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Even though it was a little bit filler, it was a good filler episode.
1: Uh, Lin- Lin- Lindy was missed. She was. Oh, yeah. Deeply, definitely. I and feel then, like... to me, the Henry and Irving stuff was a little like off-topic. Yeah, like, felt kind of disjointed.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. from everything else, I totally agree. Yeah, like when they popped up, I was like, "Why are
1: you here?" Mm-hmm.
2: It almost seemed like they were intruding on the. On the main story
0: yeah it kind of felt that way especially because there were so few scenes i feel like they could have just kept it all in one as well
1: well i enjoyed it but i didn't think it was like my quintessential sleepy hollow like there are certain episodes where if i was going to get someone into the show i'd be like you watch these three episodes to get hooked mm-hmm. i don't think it was like one of those but it was yeah.
2: fine i'm starting to feel like i don't <laughs> how many episodes in are we three, Four. four. I'm starting to feel like I really don't like Nick Holly because I feel like he feels like an afterthought. Like he doesn't feel like he belongs in the world that they already established. And I don't know if it's maybe because he's like this Indiana Jones Han Solo type character or maybe it's because I'm kind of mad because I feel like this episode should have included Jenny, but I guess they couldn't, They needed to, like, bring Nick into the dynamic. So they sacrificed Jenny's development for him. Yeah. I just just don't like him. I
0: kind (laughs) of wonder what his exact purpose is. Because, I I mean, I know he's helpful and that he helps find artifacts and things like that. But...
2: But Jenny could do that. And she's done it before. Like, you know what I mean? He feels arbitrary to me.
0: Yeah, like, maybe they just brought him in to distract from that it could be or give Abby a love interest, which isn't that. And he's you know?
1: supposed to be like a acquaintance of Jenny's, right? But we don't really ever see the two of them together. Yeah, that's true.
0: I think it's not that I'm objecting that they brought him in so Abby could get some, because that's interesting in itself, because that's not usually what you see in most shows that a man is being brought in to be a love interest of just a throwaway love interest of a woman. Mm. Especially not a black woman. But, yeah, like you said, he kind of doesn't fit sometimes like in this episode, I don't hmm they could have used Jenny. I don't know. we'll see, I guess mm-hmm, but yeah, is that all
2: mm-hmm <laughs>
0: Oh, okay next week's looking looks interesting we're gonna deal with crane's ex <sighs> another
2: one another
0: one mm. another one wait did he have a- he have one before i don't
2: know i just feel like it's always
1: Bestie like his love life that's true. Why can't Katrina's we
0: have? His ex? Why can't we have one of Abby's evil exes uh, show we up? We had
1: Morales. He
2: wasn't evil, though. He wasn't evil, and I'm mad that they got rid of him because I feel like, like, why did it
0: they- not coming he- back?
2: He- I don't think he is.
0: He wasn't like I said. He was never
2: supposed to be there. Yeah, for okay, long. but you know what though? If that was the case, I wish that scene that happened between him and Andy never happened then because. That scene set it up as though Luke was supposed to be pulled into the fold.
0: That's true.
2: And then it never happened. And to be quite honest, I would rather have Luke be the object of Ichabod's jealousy and a potential rekindling of a relationship. Not, Holly, Daniel not Daniel Henney. Then not Daniel Henney. Yes, to be perfectly honest. Because I would take the man of color over the white man any day. A, and B, Luke was already an established character. Like, there's no need to reintroduce him. There's no need to sacrifice any other characters mm-hmm. to introduce Luke, because we already know.
1: Holly it. also seems kind of similar to Ichabod in his knowledge dropping, even though they have different moral codes. Right. And different kinds of knowledge i guess because he
2: doesn't believe anything that he knows right but that's not enough for example like whenever ichabod speaks disparagingly about holly we get the sense that he's talking about himself it feels like he's talking about himself like that alone is enough to say that holly is too similar to Ichabod. Mm, okay all
1: right i guess that was it then Thanks for listening everybody. You can find us on Tumblr, you can find us on Stitcher, you can find us on Podbay, you can find us on Feedburner, you can find mm-hmm. us on iTunes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and tweet us and follow us on Tumblr and review us. Please mm-hmm. review us. We have no reviews for Sleepy Pink Cast. Only for Fat Pink Cast. yeah so. We have
1: a separate feed for just Sleepy Hollow watchers. So if you want Sleepy Hollow with none of the Game of Thrones, then um, please do subscribe to that and tell your friends. And uh, we'll be live tweeting Sleepy Hollow as well.
0: Yes, for East Coast and West Coast when we can.
1: Yeah, when we can. <laughs> okay. So yay. Yay. I'll leave you with yay. the preview for next week's episode. ta
2: Put
3: your hands up. And around slowly.
2: restless
1: spirit haunts the sight of her tragic suicide.
3: It's a matter of life and death.
1: Monsters, creatures,
3: you know, it's a weird time.